0: What's shaking, everyone? My name is Colin, and this is the Flight Attendant Forum, a unique place for crew, travel gurus, or anyone enamored with aviation. Possess a passion to see the world? Share your stories, secrets, and resources here, and let your voice be heard. Welcome on board. Yes, it is a very pleasant good evening to you and how you be coming to you from the Courtyard Marriott here in Denver, Colorado on this Saturday of August, August 12th as I'm recording this to you. Was not supposed to end up here, was actually supposed to end up in Charleston today and supposed to have a very fun and uh, vibrant afternoon in a beautiful southern charming town that is Charleston, South Carolina, one of my favorites. I've actually not been back there for five years. We were supposed to end up there, originally supposed to only work one leg from Chicago to Charleston and then have the rest of the day to do what we wish, so we were all ready to jump in there, take a little power snooze and romp around Charleston for the uh, afternoon today, but sadly, our airline had different, had a different uh, itinerary for us, and we were actually forced back to Chicago and then had to deadhead from Chicago to Denver, so sadly, that's not how the uh, afternoon turned out. A little disappointed about that. I was looking forward to getting back there and uh, taking a deep dive into the uh, Charleston nightlife and uh, just checking out, you know, what... What I've been missing for uh, a long time—in five years, I me mean, a lot of—all three of us actually not been back for for a long time. But uh, so we're coming to you from Denver today. Um, sadly, not downtown. Actually, just in the glut of hotels that all the airline people stay at, kind of in between downtown and the airport. So a little bit lackluster. But tomorrow we head to Reno, Nevada, and uh, I'm gonna make my yearly donation to the casino of a hundred dollars. Usually, I pick usually on one layover that I have at a casino a year, not by choice, just by you know whatever trip I'm flying. I will. Uh, gamble and usually play blackjack, which you always lose at. So, if you've played that and always lost, you know what it's like. But you know, I just like to have fun with it. And take out my hundred bucks and make a make my uh yearly donation to the to the casino of my choosing. So that's what's on tap for tomorrow. Um, as far as the podcast today, it's gonna be a brief solo episode. I wanted to kind of talk about reserve versus line holding um, when it comes to being a flight attendant. I know for those of you who are flight attendants, you understand what that's like. For those of you who have in flight attendants before and then you left and you did something else with your career. Now you want to come back. Or for those of you that are uh, aspiring flight attendants with all these airlines incessantly hiring um, with all their growth strategies kind of getting put into place here, buying more airplanes and uh, etc. as they're looking to build out their workforce with more flight attendants. And I know this is a very coveted job throughout um, the the workforce because of the flexibility and obviously the travel, which uh, everybody knows about. But I know a lot of us can relate to talking about our schedules and our lifestyles with our friends and family who are not flight attendants, because it's seemingly, the mo- it's seemingly for us one of the most difficult things to do, and it befuddles them as they seem to can't wrap their head around that we bid for a schedule and we get X amount of days off, and we don't fly every route that they think that we fly, and we think that we only fly this route or that route. And um, so I think it'd be a fun little, you know, just a little uh, brief thing to dive into and kind of talk about the pros and cons of um, reserve and line holding and kind of go into that. I mean, everyone has a different story as far as how long they're on reserve for and um, whether they made it through or whether they didn't. And everyone's got their own unique stories. I think Reserve is a very fun time uh, to start as a flight attendant. You can get some of your best trips off of Reserve when you least expect them. And I think that's the spontaneity of the job and what makes it so enticing for people at first. And then mind-holding kind of lets you settle in a little bit and get more flexibility and kind of get you more on, on a more routine schedule. But uh, it's a lot more complicated than that, a lot of layers to it. And we'll all talk about that coming up here on Episode 6, Chapter 6 of the Flight Attendant Forum, Reserve versus line holders. So when you start out as a flight attendant, everyone goes to their respective trainings and the trainings could be anywhere from four to six to eight weeks, depending on the airline and their training program. Some of the regional airlines, so those are the smaller planes that you see flying around um, where you come from your small podunk town to go to the bigger airport to connect to wherever you're going to after that. I uh, know their training programs are not as long. I'm not sure how long they are exactly, but um, I know that regardless of how long your training is, where you start out, and who you work for, every flight attendant always starts out on reserve. So as a reserve flight attendant, your duties are tenfold. You are more or less on call, ball and chain at the company's beckoning whenever they need you. And that's what makes the job so unique to begin with for those who have not been flight attendants before, which is all of us, but I know a lot of us start out at a regional or we start out at another airline and then we kind of hop and skip and find what I find what fits us throughout our aviation careers. And I think uh, each reserve system is different based on each airline. Um, I know the airline that I work for, it's a straight reserve system, so it's twenty-four hour reserve, which is pretty brutal. Um, you know, you could have as many days on as six days on call, twenty-four hours a day at a time, to as little as three, three days off at a time, and those are kind of the more ideal blocks that you're able to not feel like you're going to be away from home for so long and I know it's sporadic and sometimes you can get good trips in those long blocks but I always prefer the shorter ones if I could hold them. I mean, obviously it depends on what your seniority is and that really is everything um, especially when you start out is your seniority and the the quicker you come in and the more hiring that is being done by the airline at that time, the quicker that you'll be off reserve and you'll be able to kind of get out of that um, you know, that being on-call mindset which I know so many of us loathe um, I know I certainly did. I know I glossed over this maybe a few times, or I at least once uh, throughout the first five epi- episodes of the flight attendant forum thus far. I know that last summer, summer of 2022, was definitely the most brutal um, summer for me being on reserve. I mean, it's it, it, I mean it's terrible for everybody. You know, we're we're constantly inundated with people who don't fly. We are flying insane schedules that these airlines uh, put together. And, um, you know, we, we, we've seen over time that that doesn't always materialize the way that they want them to. And then we're the casualties of that, whether you're line holding or you're on reserve, it could go either way. Um, but regardless of the fact you stay out, you, you start out on reserve and, uh, being a reserve flight attendant is, uh, you know, it's, it's very chaotic. It's, it's, it's fun. It's chaotic. It's unexpected. It's spontaneous. It's frustrating. It's extremely exhausting, um, there's a litany of words that I could use to describe it. I think I just maybe glossed over a few there. Um, it's especially hard if you're a commuter. And a commuter meaning you don't live in your base and you commute from outside of your base. So say, for example, I live in Milwaukee, but, I let, but I'm but i based in at O'Hare. And I have to commute from Milwaukee to O'Hare, whether that's a short flight or a drive. So you have to get something that's called a crash pad. And what is a crash pad? A crash pad is a pretty much like, think of it like college, but even more people depending on where the crash pad is. So like if this crash pad is in San Francisco, I know we've all heard horror stories of uh, one or two bedroom apartments in San Francisco somehow managing to squeeze in 10 mattresses and you got 15 people in and out because it's so expensive and everybody's in and out. You got cold beds, hot beds, and it's a total, uh, you know, uh, almost fraternity, sorority type of feel that it's got to it. Um, but you know that, that that's how you got to do it and if you really want the job and I know so many people covet the job that's what people do so people will commute from wherever they live and they'll come into crash pads and they'll pay a small rent so it's usually a couple hundred dollars for a spot in a bed that is either just theirs or they share it with another person could be wrong on that so if I'm wrong on that correct me um any feedback again for the uh, episode today just please let me know i kind of just going on a whim here as far as some stuff as far as commuting and crash pads go so if I'm missing anything please let me know and uh, we'll get that corrected but um, regardless I know that uh, you know the commuting is very tough on reserve it's not something that I would recommend doing for those of you who um, want to become flight attendants I would say that's probably not a smart idea just because you know starting out um, your seniority is very low for um, pass riding or uh, revenue travel on your airline or other airlines. So you're gonna be more or less towards the bottom on the standby list, especially if there's a jump seat that's not available. Um, so when flights are full and you're trying to get from uh, your, your town to your base for a reserve assignment or for your reserves days and you don't live there, it can make it really, really tough. And it's an arduous road to kind of go down that I would not recommend. <clears throat> but definitely uh, living in your base is the way to go, starting out on reserve. But of course, everyone has their own unique situations, which makes the job so different and so unique for those, um, you know, who start out being a flight attendant. And I know it, you know, it could go could go either way. So you know, you you find what fits you. Um, but I've I've you know I I lived in Chicago uh, prior to the job, so I was fortunate to get Chicago watered as my base. So being a reserve flight attendant, it worked out for me. I was able to hop on the train, which I still do now. I don't have a car. I sold my car as, soon as I moved there. So. Um, I stuck to just kind of being a train guy, and I love being a train guy. I don't plan on having a car again in the future anytime soon. But uh, regardless, um, you know, being reserved is, uh, you know, it's it's, it's such a funny thing because once you get a taste of the job, and and especially for those of you who have not traveled a ton in your life, for example, I've only been out of the country once, In 2014 when my friends and I went to EDC Puerto Rico. So that was really my only taste of getting outside of the U.S. I mean granted it's one of my favorite places to go and our layover there is spectacular right on the beach. So I'll uh, always love Puerto Rico. Always has a very special place in my heart. I had not been exposed to um, studying abroad or really going anywhere internationally prior to this job. And I remember um, after my first couple trips I got assigned a three-day London uh, Chicago to London lay over about 25 26 hours, and then uh, blitz on back. And I remember I was so excited; it was such a fun feeling to have. You know, just going to a place just as simple as London, and London's great. There's so many fun things to do there. It's uh, rich with activity and culture, and um, you know, it's just it's a great uh, petri dish for what's to come as far as the job goes when you first start out. And I remember I soaked up every minute I could, did all the tourist things that I could squeeze into my layover, um, tried to eat as much as as much things as I could fish and chips you name it I was just trying to cover all the bases um, in London I really enjoyed it and I couldn't wait to get back and cross another country off my list after that and that's what makes the job so unique I mean I I know so many of my friends they've been assigned airport standby so airport standby what is that that's um, when you get assigned a block of time and you'll be brought to the airport Um, so you cover about four or five hours usually you know morning afternoon and night and uh, with airport standby you are pretty much on call but you're at the airport so you're more or less um, on deck you're in the batter's box if you will to use a kind of a baseball analogy so um, say for example a crew misconnects or somebody calls out last minute or there's some sort of Um, Issue where they need one or more people to go cover a flight that needs to get out, they will send you up to the gate and then you will cover that flight and work that flight. I know so many people have been assigned really awesome trips out of that, like even just the other day. I was talking to a girl who had just started, I think she was three or four months in, and she was jump seating on her flight uh, from Dallas to San Francisco, and she was on an airport standby, and she was showing me pictures and videos of a five-day trip when she got assigned to Tahiti and she got that off a standby. She didn't even realize she was going there until she got to the gate, and I don't know if you're familiar with San Francisco, but the G gates usually have all the international flights going out of them, uh, at least from my experience. That's where I flew out when I went to Singapore, so... um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's just total total toss up. I mean, and that's what makes it so fun and unique is you know you can get to the gate and you think you're going to you know somewhere as simple as Spokane, Washington, and nope, coin toss, you're going to Tahiti, which is one of the many wonders of the world. So um, you know it, it's it's really it's really unique in that sense that. Um, You know, you can be you can be surprised and you can just be jettisoned out to um, a really awesome place like Tahiti, like Tel Aviv, like Zurich. Like, for example, I got Zurich off of standby last summer. What a stunning place. Um, I went to the Lindt Chocolate Factory out there. So reserve almost is kind of like a book of experiences that allows you to, you know, have a different opportunity to see different places that as a line holder you wouldn't normally be able to do. Because some international trips are so senior, or depending on where you're based, it's hard to get those trips or to get your hands on them. Um, you know, as a line holder, and when you're on reserve, it could go either way. I mean, you could get assigned a red eye turn, so you can go fly out to the West Coast or somewhere else, and have to fly the red eye back, or you could go somewhere internationally. I think that's what makes reserve so um, so awesome, and you know, to be able to have that opportunity to do that um, is really great. But of course. You know just kind of going over the fun part of reserve which is really the spontaneity of it going to really cool places and um, you know usually when you're flying reserve you're you're mostly flying with other reserves as well so uh, you're usually flying with your friends or classmates or people that you've kind of made friends with around your seniority so that kind of helps as well however reserve is also a bit of a bitch and by a bit of a bitch I mean like a lot of super mega of a bitch in the sense of you're gonna get called at three in the morning, two in the morning, you're gonna get called while you're out with friends and you're doing whatever you're doing, whatever that is, and you're not expecting it, and you gotta clean yourself up and get over to the airport. And um, you know, if, if if you don't if you don't play your cards right on reserve, you you could get yourself in hot water pretty quick. Um, especially under the 24-hour rule, it's definitely. I know uh, a lot of airlines have that rule in place, so it's um, you know it's it's tough with the 24-hour reserve, but. You know you do your best to kind of be malleable and you know uh contort the way you need to in order to get through the reserve period and get to the promised land where the grass is definitely greener and that is being a line holder but um and obviously when you first start out in reserve the pay is relatively low hopefully um you know with the new pilot contracts that are coming out and um, obviously the market conditions and um, inflation, all that, even though it's coming down a little bit, you'll start to see these airlines offer their flight attendants some more money and pay them from the time they get to the airport, from the time they leave, instead of the hour-by-hour basis, and their per-hour for um, flight hours is increased as well. But um, I think you definitely got to have a financial plan in place when you start out in reserve, especially um, you know if you're if you're getting through training and you've used the stipends that training has given you um, as far as food and, and and any other provisions that you need. I think um, you know maybe doing a crash pad or you know obviously getting a getting a place right out of training with a couple of your uh, classmates and living in a house with you know three four or five people is definitely prudent to do, uh, especially when, when it's all flight attendants and you know there's times where you could have the house to yourself or there's times where everybody could be there and that's you know it gives you a bit of a you know social break and. Um, gives you that social time that i know a lot of people yearn for even when they're off the plane and they still want to go home and you know bond with friends and talk about trips and their experiences and kind of just you know more or less uh you know have some shop talk and i think um, that that's a good good thing about reserve as well as you know a lot of people are in the same mindset it helps create that camaraderie uh especially when everyone's kind of going through it together and uh, all your classmates are sticking it out i know a lot of us um have done that i know um, I was living with roommates, albeit they were not flight attendants, but they understood my lifestyle. And, um, you know, so it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a process, you know, you just gotta, it, it's, it's all timing. It really is all timing. I mean, I know I was on reserve for about four years up until about, let would say September, October of last year. So September, October of 2022, I was on reserve. So, you know, I had a small taste of line holding in March of April, of last, March and April of last year. Then I was tossed back, tossed back out into the reserve lagoon and, um, was on, the, was on reserve in the summertime. So, you know, it could go either way. It's just pretty much, um, you know, it's all about timing, when you get hired, when these airlines are hiring, and um, I know for example, I know they're doing a lot of hiring right now and they're gonna hire thousands of people in the next uh, pretty much year and a half or two. So if you are looking to join um, some of the airlines out there, they're all hiring uh, like crazy. And I'm sure that your reserve period will not be as long as mine was or as other people's I know have been in the past as well. I mean, granted, I was only on reserve for four years, but I know other people, they're on reserve for maybe, shit, I don't know, 10, Fifteen, maybe I think fifteen was the most I've heard somebody on reserve. Which to me is just mind-bogglingly, mind-bogglingly insane. No matter how much I'm getting paid now, or if I'm top-down, on pay, and everyone, and I know the airlines have gone through the motions, you know, pretty much since inception. It's so different from even twenty years ago, pre nine eleven, post nine eleven. So I get why people kept the job, and I understand everyone's backgrounds. But I know that if that was me personally, and someone said, "Oh, you're going to be on reserve for ten years," but like, yeah, no thanks, I'm not doing this job. That sounds insane because to not have any control. Over your schedule and to not have any, um, you know, not as much flexibility as you yearn for, that definitely makes it hard. And I know when you bid for reserve, you get, you know, maybe 12 to 16 days off a month. Um, to work with, but you know, you also have to take into account that you have to make money, and the only way you can make money is by picking up on your uh, extra off days. So you know, you, it's it's a slog for sure, and you gotta you gotta be cognizant of that. But also take advantage of you know being on reserve and being able to see cool places and taking advantage of your benefits with your friends on your days off, and you know just live live. That's what I like to say. So um, you know that that's kind of reserve in a nutshell. Um, I know I personally can speak of times I've been woken up at 3 a.m. How to, do, how to do 5 a.m. standbys, 5 a.m. check-ins, you know, red eye after red eye after red eye. Um, you know, it it, it it definitely wears you down and sucks you dry, that's for sure. So um, definitely something to keep in mind um, if you're thinking about becoming a flight attendant. For those of you who already are, you know all about reserve and how brutal it can be sometimes. But it can also curate and cultivate some of the best memories um, when you first start out. And I think that's a really special, special, um, you know, opportunity to have. Um, especially for those of you who have uh, lived it thus far. Uh, now, as far as being a line holder goes, so what is being a line holder? It's almost like being on reserve is like you're paying your dues and paying your dues is getting enough seniority over time to become a line holder. So meaning like you're big going to bid for a line of flying every month and that line of flying will also be, albeit it'll be seniority based based on what your seniority is holding. So you're holding a line of flying. So a line of flying is usually constructed by the company. So, for example, for this month, I'm holding three-day trips that kind of start sporadically on different days of the month. I've got like two weekends off, and then the others um, start on like a Saturday or Sunday, which is fine. I don't mind working some weekends. I, I'm not like I'm not a kind of person who needs to have every single weekend off. You know, it, I'm not a I'm not really fixed to that uh, necessarily. I, I, it's okay to work weekends. You know, sometimes when you go start a trip on a Saturday, like for example, today I was supposed to end up in Charleston with my crew. And, um, you know, so a Saturday in Charleston sounds pretty fun to me. So, it's, you know, sometimes it's fun to work a weekend. You could, you know, lay over in a cool place and uh, it's okay. But yeah, anyway, um, so I held three-day trips this month. I held, I held two-day trips last month. I'm kind of, you know, five years in. It's kind of tough to see what I can hold consistently, but that's about what it's been. It's about two, three-day trips per month with 16 to 18 days off a month. And that's what the flexi- that's when the flexibility comes in as a line holder where you have the opportunity to get 16, anywhere from like 12 to 18 days off a month, depending on what you need. But, um, I know a lot of airlines, you can kind of bid and you can filter down, um, almost to the day or, um, you know, to the date rather of what days you need off and, um, you could get them. And I think that's what makes line holding so great is that, you know, you're not strapped to the company anymore, more says you're the CEO and you are putting together your schedule every month and you're in charge of how much or how little you work. And that's another great thing is, you know, if you have a lot of days off, you can pick up as much trips as you want. You can trade into as much trips as you want. Um, You can trade with friends. You can um, put trips up for people to pick up themselves. So there's a lot of flexibility in the sense that, you know, if say for example, you need a day off or you need a weekend off, more or less you could maybe if you're especially if you're you know proficient at trading out of trips you could trade out of it and you get that weekend off or um you know that goes not even for weekends, just weekdays and I think that's the flexibility is what's so um is what draws people in and I think what keeps people here because you don't have flexibility like this at, a, at another job I mean even one of my close friends she works a nine to five job and her company uh, which is shockingly only gives her 10 PTO days a year, which is just insane. The fact that she slaves her ass off and she gets 10 freaking P- D- PTO days a year. And she just had a meeting with her HR uh, the other day and they denied her request for more days. So it just goes to show, you know. And, and not every company is like that, of course, but that's just one example. And, you know, even I was golfing yesterday with my brother and, you know, I, I said to myself, I'm like, you know, the round was taking six hours. I'm like, I can't ever do things when everyone else is doing them, in terms of the nine to five people, because it would just make it completely insufferable and not enjoyable to me. But that's not that's not everybody's lifestyle. That's just my lifestyle in terms of doing the opposite of that. I love being able to go to the gym. I love being able to go to the grocery store, golfing. You know, you name it. In times where not everyone else and their mother is there, and that's what I love uh, about that's what I love the most about the flexibility of this job is that you know you're able to kind of just you know, you, dictate your life, you dictate how much you work, how little you work, you know, you could work a crap ton one month and then you can kind of take it easy the next month. And you know, that's when you have the opportunity to go on big trips and do things with friends and kind of coordinate with your friends as well. Um, it's also easier to work with your friends being a line holder. So if you enjoy obviously working with the same people like I do, then you know what that's about. So it's, um, you can buddy bid with a friend. Um, you can do that in reserve as well, but, um, it's not always a guarantee. It's always also not a guarantee with um, line holding as well. But I sometimes I buddy bid with friends, and we'll bid the same schedule. Then we'll fly together all month. So it just makes it fun to be able to spend more time with your friends who I you know who you who you became friends with throughout training and um, people that you've met throughout your career thus far. And you know that's really enticing to me as well. So I try and just kind of fly with my friends now. But um, you know, yeah, being a line holder is a uh, it, it, it's a whole it's a whole another job is uh is, is a way that a lot of people put it it's a whole nother job in the sense that you've got the flexibility you know you're gaining seniority you have a better opportunity of flying better trips you can you know trade and mix and match trips each month as, as you need to and you know you you can really see the world in a different light and more aggressively than on reserve so if you're, if you're one of those travel junkies and you just want to get out there and you want to do 30 countries before 30 or you just want to start checking the boxes of each co- of each country you can or you want to go um, and pick up out of base, that's another option we have as a line holder you can go. So like I'm based in Chicago, so I could fly to Newark or to Houston or any of our hubs or um, Charlotte or Philly or um, Salt Lake City, Minnesota. Um, you know, all, all, you can fly to any of those hubs and you could pick up a trip out of base. So, you know, if you really are craving that um international flavor you can go to the coast bases and you can pick up out of there so i know some of my friends have done that though they've flown to san francisco and they've flown to new zealand and sydney and brisbane and Amman, jordan and um uh, dubai and lisbon and so there's you know that that's another unique aspect, especially if you're really just a voracious traveler and you're just you're just hungry to see and experience and you know enrich yourself and as much culture as you can. Um, that's what makes line holding so great um, as well. I've not picked up picked up out of, out of base personally. It's just a little too uh, a little too much for me. I just you know I, I like easy peasy. I like to just kind of get on the train, go to the airport, work my trip, and come back. You know just to think that I'm already on airplanes enough as it is. And I don't want to go and pepper myself on more airplanes than I need to, especially for free. So you got to factor that in as well. You got to factor in the stress of getting to the air, getting to the next airport, getting home. So that's a whole different animal. And that's something that I don't really have any interest in doing. But, um, for those that do all the power to you, uh, I'm definitely jealous of the places that you've been that I have not been because I'm a little bitch and don't feel like picking up out of base, but that's okay. Um, but, you know, that, but again, you know, that, that. but again, that's what makes line holding so great and that's what makes it so effective and that's what really keeps people is, you know, being able to have so much leeway and so much flexibility. I know I've said flexibility a thousand freaking times, but that's, that's really, you know, where you're flexing your muscles for this job is not only the travel but the flexibility as well um, to be able to have those days off and to do what you want with those days off so it's it's always funny i always try to bid for those 18 day off a month schedules and every time i am i bitch about not getting them i'm like oh i only got 16 days off a month fuck like god damn it it's like most nine to five people don't even have eight days off a month what the hell am i complaining for so it's almost like you know you you kind of you kind of you get a little salty for the you know you you feel spoiled more or less you're just you know so it's, it's something to keep in mind as well um but I think it's important for line holders to also um, to treat reserves really well, especially when you're working with them, you know, you know that it's brutal for them and I think you kind of have that mindset change when you're officially off reserve for good and, you know, you try and make a reserves experience as best as possible. So in the past when I've ever had reserves on my flights with friends of mine or whoever, um, if we're laying over summer cool, we always try to pay it forward and always take the reserves out and, um, you know, do what they did for me when I was on reserve and for many of you. And I think that's kind of a cultural thing that flight attendants have is, you know, if, whether you've been with a company for five, 10, 15, 30 years, um, you know, it's kind of just a grandfather thing where, you know, if you if you got somebody new on your crew and they're on reserve and all of you are line holders, you kind of take them under your wing, um, not socially, but, you know, just uh, financially. And you say, Hey, you know what? You're here. We're in a great place. You know, don't worry about it. We cover you, just pay for it. it's what we do. And we just want you to have a good time and enjoy yourself and however we can do that, you just let us know. And I think that's um, another great thing about the job as well. You know, you really create that bond with so many people that you fly with. And um, especially on a, you know, a, a two, three, four, five, six day trip and you're stuck with the same people and everybody really gets along, whether reserve or line holder. It's a, it's, a, it's a really wonderful thing to see. And it's something that I deeply value with this job is the social aspect. And it allows you to meet so many different people from so many different walks of life and um, all over the world. Um, so it's like, for example, to the, the guy I'm flying with today, he's from the Canary islands. I've never met anyone from the Canary islands and I was helping him with his English a little bit. So it just goes to show, you know, and he's on reserve. So we got to lay over in Reno tomorrow. So we'll probably, I'll probably try and teach him some sort of, uh, you know, blackjack or roulette or something like that. Just, just for fun. If he's into it, you know, just be able to share that opportunity with someone who has not had it before, or maybe they have, who knows, but even if they haven't, it's just a fun little thing to do. Um, with the reserves that you get, that you fly with, and uh, you know some, of, um, and you know it's just some of the best experiences you you, you can have um, with this job. So um, you know, again, with being a line holder too, you can get really creative with how you build your schedule for the month, and you can really have some leeway as far as um, moving days how you need to, and trading out of trips that you need to, and picking up different trips that become available as the month goes on. I think everybody kind of keeps an eye on trips that pop into. Um, their trip pool and kind of sees what's available, what's coming up and what trips are on sick leave, et cetera, that those sort of things. So, um, you know, just a, uh, it, it, it's a nice, it's a nice, it's a nice thing. You know, it really, really allows you to um, work as much as you need to and work efficiently um, as well. You know, on reserve, you're not able to have as much control as far as preferencing trips that you want on your on-call days because you could preference one trip, but then everyone else could preference that trip too. Then you end up with some shit trip, instead that doesn't take up all your reserve days and that's kind of like that's kind of what you want to do is you want to have um your reserve days all soaked up at once and all taken up at once so that when you get to your off days you're off and you're untouched and you didn't feel like you know you worked three red eyes in a six-day stretch and you're just like a complete zombie by that point in time so um you know as a line holder you're able to have that um ability to do that as well so That's what I want to talk about today. Just reserve versus line holding. You know, nothing too too nitty-gritty. And obviously, we'll get different perspectives from um, other people. I plan on recording with some of my crew members tomorrow. So keep an eye out for that episode as well. Uh, I just want to keep this kind of short and sweet. Just kind of have a little filler um, episode to upload to the podcast as well. So, um, again, I do want to thank all of you who have um, downloaded and listened to the Flight Attendant Forum thus far. I wholeheartedly appreciate it and appreciate you. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity, and even hitting download, download or play. Um, the forum is doing better than um, when I first started. Obviously, you know it's a slow roll, and anything you start. Um, you just gotta do the little things, and just slowly but surely over time, it'll start to snowball. So, I'm um, looking forward to doing that. Looking forward to incorporating uh, more of my friends and more more of my colleagues into the forum as well. Um, I will have better audio equipment for that, so stand by with me on that. I know that I had glossed over the last episode, although it's definitely performing the best of all the episodes thus far. The audio is not fantastic, but I at least um, had the microphones that I wanted to just test out with, uh, Jesse and Nick and see how that went. So, um, thanks so much for tuning into this one. Chapter six, reserve versus line holder. What's the difference? And my name is Colin. And this has been a pleasure serving you on this weekend's episode of the flight attendant forum enjoy the rest of your weekend and look forward to talking to you soon uh please leave a review and any feedback you have for me it does very much help out um uh, the algorithm of the podcast so if you got anything for me please leave it in the comments if wherever you get your podcasts i am at this flight attendant forum is on apple podcast spotify google podcast TuneIn, and alexa um, amongst others as well enjoy the rest of your weekend and we'll talk to you real soon